A different perspective, a new insight into life, a nugget of positivity and a hidden truth, and maybe an amusement for you. Welcome to From My Standpoint, a twice-a-month podcast with your host, Josh C. Jones. Hey, I appreciate you tuning in again to From My Standpoint. I'm your host, Josh C. Jones. If this is your first time listening, then I thank you for tuning in. And if it's not, well, thank you for coming back. If you have not yet subscribed, then I encourage you to subscribe to From My Standpoint. You can follow me on Facebook at Josh C. Jones Author, on Instagram at Josh C. Jones Author, on Twitter at Author J.C. Jones, or visit the website www.fromtheirstandpoint.com. That's from T-H-E-I-R standpoint.com. And click on my show, From My Standpoint. And if you even slightly liked what you hear in these podcasts, then please rate, review, and share. So, let's get on with this episode here. The weak and the strong. Meat eaters and vegetarians. The faith-filled and the faithless, literal and figurative. Romans chapter 14. Yes, I'm talking about a chapter in the Bible. Romans chapter 14 talks about the issues of dispute, faith, acceptance, personal responsibility and accountability, respect, understanding, intent, that is, intent of the heart, and choice. It is actually a very enlightening chapter, I think, uh, for those who truly wish to try and understand respect, tolerance, intent, choice, and faith. I mean, why do we do what we do? Why do we judge like we judge? Why do we live a way that we do? In Romans uh, chapter 14, it begins by stating, Accept the one whose faith is weak, without quarreling over disputable matters. Now, the Bible talks a lot about faith in this one, even though in this, I believe they were talking about the Jews and the Gentiles talking about uh, eating certain types of foods and on certain days, not acknowledging the Sabbath, things like that, where it's saying, do not quarrel over those disputable matters. And I also believe that these disputable matters are also matters that are not explicitly stated in the Bible as do or don'ts, you know, outside the Old Testament, as in for the New Testament. So, yeah, let's not get into the nitty gritty there in this episode. But here, I mean, again, it talks about faith. The Bible talks about faith a lot. In Hebrews eleven sixteen, it states, And without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. You must have faith to believe in and please God. Faith, as it states in Hebrews 11.1, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. If you have no faith, then you have no confidence. And if you have no confidence, then you have no trust. And if you have no trust, then you have no firm foundation. And if you have no firm foundation, 
then you have no solid ground on which to stand. And without this, you have no integrity. It all begins with faith. As I say in my book, Destiny, Life or Death, Choose Your Destiny, quote, Character to me is a blend of the values one chooses to live their life by, the virtues by which one conducts their life, and the integrity by which one holds themselves to. True character is an alignment of ver- value, virtue, and integrity. End quote. Without integrity, what do we hold ourselves to? What do we stand on? Where is our faith? It all begins with faith. Faith in what we hope for and faith in what we do not see. Now, it goes on in Romans to say, One person's faith allows them to eat anything, but another, whose faith is weak, eats only vegetables. Wait, does that mean that vegetarians and vegans are weak in faith? (laughs) Oh, random voice of questions. I actually had that same thought when I first read that part. Um, I kind of doubt it, but maybe, just maybe, it also means that uh, one who chooses not to eat meat will be tempted by those savory, savory smell and those flavors of the many styles of how to cook meat, especially barbecue. Yummy! Mm Mm-hmm. To me, yes. (laughs) Yummy. But no, no, I do not think that this is the case here. So let's continue and try to see if we can truly find out the case, shall we? It continues in Romans 14, saying, The one who eats everything must not treat with contempt the one who does not. And the one who does not eat everything must not judge the one who does. For God has accepted them. For God has accepted them. That is both of them. God has accepted both of them. Did you catch that? God has accepted both of them. God has accepted both of us, you and I. We are all of God. We are all accepted by God. We are all loved by God. All lives matter to God. Have you ever judged a vegetarian or vegan based on their choice to be such? Have you ever judged a meat eater based on their choice to be such? How often do we see the two sides argue and ridicule and try to shame each other for their personal choices to eat a certain way? Now, eating is just a small example of how powerful this verse and this whole chapter is, to me at least. We must not treat with contempt, for God has accepted accepted both of us, accepted you and accepted me. Contempt is despising. It is disdain. It clearly states that we are not to treat each other with contempt. We are not to despise one for their choice in this matter. We are not to hold each other in disdain because we personally believe eating meat is wrong or because we personally believe one is acting foolish to not eat meat. To do so is to go against God's word. We should not judge one another for our choices, so long as those choices are done with the right intent and with faith in the correct place. Now, remember, God has accepted them both. 
God has accepted both of us. God has accepted you and I. God has accepted all of us. The question is, do we accept God? Mark 14 continues, Who are you to judge someone else's servant? To their own master, servants stand or fall, and they will stand, for the Lord is able to make them stand. The Lord God is our master, if we choose for him to be. We are his servants, if we choose God as our master. Each one of us, by the grace of God, will stand and stand firm, so long as we stand for the Lord in faith. It must be our choice, our personal choice. We have free will. We have, as I say again in my book, Destiny, Life or Death, Choose Your Destiny. Quote, in other words, we hold the power of choice. We have the power, the choice, to create life or defecate on it. End quote. Romans 14, again, goes on to state, One person considers one day more sacred than the other. Another considers every day alike. Each of them should be fully convinced in their own mind. Whoever regards one day as special does so to the Lord. Whoever eats meat does so to the Lord, for they give thanks to God. And whoever abstains does so to the Lord and gives thanks to God. Our perceptions will be different. We can all see the very same object and still come to a different conclusion based on our personal perception. This does not always mean one is right or one is wrong. Sometimes, though, one is wrong and one is right. The truth is the truth, no matter what our perception may try to change it to. Yeah, that is right, random voice of reason. And that was a good correction and example. Thank you. But as it said, each of them should be convinced in their own mind. Our thinking. Our thinking. Our mind. Our thinking, be it negative or positive, will help shape our perception and that will help cultivate our world. Our world view could be positive. It could be finding the truth and hope and positivity in all things. Or it could be negative and it could be that we are blinded to the truth, that we are feeling hopeless and always seeing the negative in all things. It is our choice. Either way, it says we should be convinced. That is, we will convince ourselves in our own minds. And with our own choices comes that convincing based on our perceptions of our experiences. It is all our choice. Will we convince ourselves that our worldview, our opinion, our perception is truth and then condemn and despise and treat another with contempt because they do not kneel before us in our chosen way? Or will we convince ourselves that our worldview, our opinion, our perception is ours and ours alone and that there is another's whose truth is the truth upon which we can all stand upon a firm foundation in faith. Either way, we will have faith. Faith in ourselves as the truth, or faith in God as the truth. It is our choice. 
But whatever we do to be clean, we should do to the Lord and give thanks to God. It is our choice, for none of us lives for ourselves alone, and none of us dies for ourselves alone. If we live, we live for the Lord, and if we die, we die for the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. For this very reason, Christ died and returned to life so that he might be the Lord of both the dead and the living. Acceptance does not change the dispute that we are God's children, that God has accepted each of us, that God loves everyone, that Jesus died for each one of us. By faith, this is believed, and by faith, this is received. Our disputes, although real and mountainous and momentous to us, are little anthills to God. We have personal choice to respect and try to understand the differences between each other, the disputes we have, and to accept the God-given inalienable rights granted to each of us of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, or we have the personal choice to disrespect one another, to refuse to even listen to or try to understand another perception, to perceive our differences as justifications for violence, hate, burning, rioting, destruction, and injustice, and to attempt to strip others of their God-given inalienable rights. It is our choice. God has accepted both of them. But will we? It continues to say, You then, why do you judge your brother or sister, or why do you treat them with contempt? For we will all stand before God's judgment seat. It is written, as surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow before me, every tongue will acknowledge God. Why do we judge each other? Technically, we judge in every decision we make. We judge all the time. Yeah, that may be true, random voice of reasons, but are we judging based on our personal perception? And as our personal truth, as the universal basis, or the God by which to pass judgment? Or are we judging based on the truth, on God's word, as the universal basis by which to pass judgment? Judgment is a process of forming an opinion, a perception, a decision, based on evaluation. It must have something to compare such a decision or opinion or perception upon in order for proper evaluation. That is interesting. So, what are we using as the comparison in our judgments, then? Well, that is a great question, Random Voice of Questions. And uh, unfortunately, that is also one that I cannot answer for you. Each one of us must find that answer for ourselves. But I can tell you that Romans 14 continues in saying, So then each of us will give an account of ourselves to God. Therefore, let us stop passing judgment on one another. Instead, make up your mind not to put any stumbling block or obstacle in the way of a brother or sister. So, are we letting the enemy warp our perception and convince us to put ourselves, our opinion, our perception, on a pedestal as truth? If we are purposefully causing our brothers and sisters to stumble and fall, then are we showing respect 
are we attempting to understand? Or are we, as I say in episode two, focused or blinded, who is the enemy? Are we blinded to the lion lurking and approaching for the kill? To do us harm, to fundamentally change our conscience, our founding, our morals, our foundation, our history, and swoop in for the kill? Are we allowing ourselves to evolve into that lion? Are we lion? <laughs> well, um, I didn't think it was that funny, but I'm glad you did, so thank you, whoever laughed. Um, anyway, Romans 14 continues by stating, I am convinced, being fully persuaded in the Lord Jesus, that nothing is unclean in itself. But if anyone regards something as unclean, then for that person, it is unclean. If your brother or sister is distressed because of what you eat, you are no longer acting in love. Do not by your eating destroy someone for whom Christ died. In the literal sense, do not personally and intently choose to eat meat in front of one whom you know is fighting the temptation to abstain from meat. This is not respect. This is not love. This is destructive. It is a stumbling block or obstacle in the way of a brother or sister. In a figurative sense, do not eat ungodly, negative, fear-mongering, evil, or lying things. These are unclean. It is, according to God's word, unclean. These wicked things, if consumed, especially if consumed regularly, will begin to infest and infect your very mind, body, and spirit, as a virus or parasite infects and destroys its host. Unclean things, if consumed, will eat you up inside. It will begin to contaminate your thoughts to that of negativity, which will warp your perceptions and consume your faith. When our mind is corrupted, our thoughts will become antagonistic. Our perceptions will be negative. Our choices will be justified by wickedness. Our feelings and emotions will be our driving force of hate and anger and resentment and covetedness. Our spirit will be changed from that of hope and positivity and of a sound mind to that of hopeless and negative and one of fear. Our faith will have then been dissolved and our choice finally made to abandon our neighbors and to abandon God. It is important to note that our choice may finally be made, but it is not made final. Redemption is possible. Redemption, just like faith, is our choice to make. That is so true, Random Voice of Reason. Thank you. So, do we choose to eat what is unclean, or do we choose to eat what is clean? The choice is ours. The responsibility and accountability of that choice is all ours. The consequence of that choice is all ours. Yours and mine for us individually. Whatever you choose to eat, you take responsibility and accountability for, and you take the consequences for that choice. Whatever I choose to eat, I take the responsibility and accountability for, and I take the consequences for that choice. It is all ours. And once we make that choice, we all have chosen our stance, that firmness on the rock or that wavering malleability on the sand. 
Now it continues to say in Romans 14, Therefore do not let what you know is good be spoken of as evil. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Because anyone who serves Christ in this way is pleasing to God and receives human approval. Let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace and to mutual edification. I know what I desire to eat. I feed my body meat and I enjoy eating meat, especially meatloaf, barbecued ribs, and meatballs. But I also feed my spirit the word of God, and my spirit enjoys eating the word of God. My faith is in the confidence that I can trust in the firm foundation upon which I choose to stand. In this, I know I can find and stand with integrity in the presence of the one whom it matters most when the time comes for a final judgment. To their own master, servants stand or fall. What is it that you desire to eat? What is it that you put your faith in? Do you have faith? Who will you choose as your master? Will that master be able to make you stand and stand firm? Or will that master cause you to fall? No one can make those choices for you. You get the privilege and honor, with your free will, to make your own personal choice. And now, what you've all been waiting for, it's the wisdom of Dad Joke. Choices. Food. Literal and figurative. We all have to eat for the body, mind, and soul. Each of these three require nutrients. There is no denying that. The question is, what will you feed each? If we feed with good, nourishing, hope-filled faith, then we will see from a different perspective, a perspective of positivity, of truth, of hope. But if we feed with bad, with lying, fear, and faithlessness, then we will see from a different perspective, a perspective of negativity, of hate, of hopelessness, of wickedness. If we choose the latter, then we greatly risk joining the saddest family of cheese, blue cheese. This has been From My Standpoint, a podcast to find a nugget of positivity and a hidden truth encouraging and enlightening insight, entertaining a new perspective, and providing an amusement for you. We hope you were entertained, encouraged, enlightened, and enjoyed the show.